once again, welcome to our Bible study, The Light of the World. This is the second lesson, and we will be continuing our discussion of how to find our truth. If you recall from the last lesson, we maintain that God has created within his word a blueprint, a pattern as it were, a system, theologically speaking, of hermeneutics which is a system for finding out what the Bible really says, what the truth is. As we mentioned last time, truth is symbolized in the Bible by light. And our quest for a pattern for discovering the truth started in the Old Testament. With the building of the tabernacle, Moses got instruction on the mount, specific instruction. Central to that whole tabernacle was the holy place, and that was the entrance, ultimately, to the most holy place. But in that holy place, if you recall, there were three main stations, as it were. On the left was the lamp, the light. And we took that as our starting point for this quest to understand how you and I can apprehend the truth. Remember that menorah, as it was, had seven branches, seven candlesticks forming this great candlestick. And when we read from Revelation, we see that the central candlestick symbolizes the Lord Yeshua. And we're going to focus on that a bit today. Any start for discovering the truth must always begin with the Lord. If you and I can just turn to John, Gospel of John, I'm going to read 14 verse 6. It says there, Yeshua said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Do you see that? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Point being that truth is not a philosophical construct, an intellectual state of mind, some fancy philosophical theory. No, truth is a person. Truth is a person. The Lord said, I am the truth. Pilate asking, what is truth, had the truth standing right next to him, as we said the last time. Now you see, for you and I to apprehend the truth, and remember, the truth is what God thinks about anything. In its rawest form, truth is what God thinks. And remember, Christ came to show us the Father. He said to his disciples and those following him, If you want to see the Father, look at me. In that way, you'll know what the Father is like, because I am like him. I don't do anything that he doesn't do. I don't say anything that he doesn't say. And if we understand that God is truth, and what he thinks is the truth, it makes very good sense to start with looking at the sun. How does that work in practice? Well, 90% of day-to-day -day activity can easily be determined whether it's God or not, if you and I have a relationship with the Lord Yeshua. You see, you can't know the truth if you don't know the truth. 
If you don't have a relationship with him, it's impossible to know what the truth is. But you see, to know the truth, it presupposes not just a knowledge of him, not just an academic understanding of him, but a personal relationship with him. Because he said, my words are truth and they are life. You see? And he also said, my sheep hear my voice. Now, for you and I to hear what he thinks about it, we have to know him. We have to discern his voice as accurately as possible. And that only comes about by having an ongoing relationship with him. The Lord Yeshua said, only those of the truth will understand who I am. You see, we have to be part and parcel of this whole relationship. Now, in practice, what that means is that if you and I face a decision and we have this relationship with the Lord, the quickest way to find out whether we're on the right track is just to look at him and look at his face. And you might say, well, that's pretty simple. And it is. But sad to say, somehow we avoid doing this. And there's a reason for that. Primarily, of course, people don't have a proper relationship with him. And the other reason is that you and I always want the truth to be what we want it to be. You see, you can have a relationship with the Lord and you want to do something. In your heart of hearts, you might know that it's wrong. So what do we do? We don't stop to look at him and we go ahead anyway. I've often had people say to me, the Lord told me. The minute they say it, I realize the Lord didn't tell them. Or if the Lord told them, I wonder which Lord. But you see, very often, we avoid finding out whether what we're doing is the truth for fear that we might be told not to do it. I'll give you an example of this. There was a lady who was in the church at one stage many years ago. Fine lady. She was a medical doctor. And sad to say, or as chance might have it, she had a child, a young boy, before she was married, you see. Anyway, she was in our church doing very, very well. She was hearing the word of God, fellowshipping regularly, and we could see great spiritual development. Anyway, along comes December, and she goes away on holiday. She flies down to the Eastern Cape, and in the plane, there just happened to be a young man, you see, someone younger than her. Anyway, they exchanged telephone numbers and one thing led to another. After that holiday, we noticed something. Her attendance dropped off. We didn't hear much from her. And uh, she told us she was moving house. Well, I offered to help. I went around. 
to help, only to find that there she was, and this young man was in the garden, and you know what was happening. Well, a few months later, she phoned me, you see. She said, do you think I should marry this young man? Apparently he told her that he loved her, but not really her son. So one asked a big question right there. Anyway, I gave her advice. I said, listen, whether this is of God or not is one thing. But what matters is that you go about it the right way, you see. There's the right way to go about these things. You see, if we go about them the right way, the chances are things will work out. We do things God's way in God's time. Anyway, I didn't hear from her again. Years later, I bumped into her. She had got married, she had got divorced, living with her father. And a sad state of affairs, actually. Now, why am I saying all of this? A lot could have been avoided if she had simply come and spoken to us right at the beginning, told us about the situation, and got advice. And possibly would have helped her with the same advice and helped her to do the thing the right way. But she did it. Why? You see, she was worried that we'd probably say no. Another thing about this lady is what was that she only had one kidney. And in a sense, I think, she was desperate to live, to have life. And we don't judge her at all. But my point is, you see, she didn't start on the right footing because of this fear. Now, I see, so many people, when they think of the Lord, have the funny idea that he doesn't want us to live, that he will judge us, discipline us, stop us. He doesn't want us to have life. Nothing could be further from the truth. You see? Truth always brings life. One of the ways you can identify truth is that if you follow it, will it bring life, you see? And you see, that's why so many people don't get off on the right track. If you now want to know the truth about something, the starting point, if we have this relationship with him, is to go to him and ask him about it. Look him straight in the face. Nine times out of ten, just looking at his face will tell you. Not all the time. But you see, what we've got to understand is that he loves us. And what he has for us will always, always, always be for our good, our ultimate good. You see, if we have that in mind, it makes sense in finding out what is the truth in the affairs of life to start off by going to him, saying, Lord, what do you think about this? It might be anything. If it's a big doctrinal matter, don't be ashamed just to say, Lord, what is your take on this? 
and just wait for a bit. And the truth is, you and I can save ourselves a lot of trouble. If there is something to be found, something of value, you'll see a smile on his face. That doesn't mean we know everything, doesn't mean what we understand is correct, but it's a go-ahead to investigate, to follow the process, you see. The other side of the coin is, you look carefully and you'll see maybe a frown. And right there you can know. Close the book, move on, don't waste any time. Now you see, we're talking about a process. And although the Lord is the truth, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. And there's a reason for it, you see. God's placed in his word and in the system, a system, as I mentioned, of checks and balances. Very often we might say, oh, I saw him smile, he was all very happy about it, the Lord told me. But the truth is we were just seeing what we wanted to see. It is possible, and many a many a person has fallen for this, to go off on a tangent, firmly believing the Lord told me to do this. You see, the Lord might be telling you to do this, but at the same time, the Lord will say to you, and he's saying to you through this teaching, make sure, check it out. And so you see, the process starts there. It can save a lot of time, as I've said. You see that frown, you get that look, you know, don't waste any more time. But assuming you don't get that, the next port of call are the next two candlesticks. Both of them work together. I'm just going to introduce them now, but they are so critically, critically important. The first we'll mention, not that either of them is any less important, is the Word. The written Word of God. You see, there's a slight difference between Christ, the Word, made flesh, and the Word written down. Both mean the revelation of God, you see. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. You see, his revelation took the shape of his Son, whom he sent. That's the starting point. But you see, God made sure that we've got something more concrete that we can deal with, with our intellect and our minds. And that is the written Word of God. This is something that cannot be disputed. There is nothing that the Lord will tell you and I that will not be confirmed through the Spirit and the letter of His Word, the entirety of His Word. We're going to look at it in more detail. But you see, the Lord will not tell you and I to do something that does not have a firm foundation in what He has already said. We have to know this. Very often people say to me, the Lord has said this, and I know that it's not the Lord, because I know there's a scripture which totally refutes what they are saying. But at the same time, remember, the Bible is not just a sterile academic book. It was written by the Holy Spirit. 
and very important in our approach to finding the truth, is this person, the Holy Spirit, whom the Bible describes as the Spirit of Truth. Once you and I have initially spoken to the Lord Yeshua about the subject we are concerned about, we need to employ a mix of the Holy Spirit and the written word, both of which, being attached to the central candlestick, as it were, will both point to the Lord. Point to the Lord Yeshua. So you see, in our heart of hearts, we've spoken to the Lord. We've got a green light to go ahead and investigate the next port of call. It's the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And how we go about approaching them is also very important. And that will be the subject of our next lesson. I hope you're being blessed in the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen. Mm-hmm.